when you're a young man or a young boy, probably around 12 or 13, you get you get this idea, or at least you're told uh, by the media and by your parents that the key to attracting a girl is to be emotional, be understanding, you know, buy her flowers and uh, buy her stuff and let her know that you appreciate her um, uh, existence, you know, let her know that you're that she is important to you. But what often happens most of the time is once these boys get to high school um, and they try to interact with other women or at least try to uh, attract women with this kind of friendly behavior, you know, buying buying her stuff and telling her you love her or telling you, her that she's important to you or at least trying to be romantic, all right, what happens is we get curved, you know, we get dissed and dismissed as corny and uh, too emotional and too friendly or too nice. And what happens is that all these boys who were dismissed as overly emotional, corny, or too nice get to sit by and watch as all the bad boys drown in pussy, you know? Um, a lot of women complain nowadays that all the good men are not around or there's no more good men. You know, there's not enough good men for them to date. Um, but the reason for that is because all these boys grew up in high school watching um, all these bad boys who treated women like shit and disrespect their girlfriends. They watch these guys drown, drown in pussy and watch dozens of girls fight each other over these douchebags who women complain about and always uh, blame for their problems. Men, These boys watch these guys drown in pussy and go from girlfriend to girlfriend while they are dismissed and treated as too nice or they're stuck in the friend zone. So what do they do? Are they going to stand by and continue to be the nice guy who gets no pussy? Or are they going to adapt and become one of the bad boys? Um, that sounds a little cliche and corny, but that's just the truth. A lot of these guys growing up get tired of being left on red, get tired of being ignored, so they become the bad boy that these girls love. And guess what happens? They start getting pussy, right? Because women, maybe it's not a trait of all women in general, but at least with the modern culture, or at least women in our modern world, seem to like it when a guy doesn't really want them or need them. You know, they think that's exciting. Like, uh, I know this is it's a cliche, but um, it, I've even had this happen to me many times, right? I had a, my roommate had a few girls over uh, a couple days back, not a couple days back, a, a year ago or something like that. Um, and I showed up, um, I pulled out of my room, of course, to uh, interact with some folks and see what's going on. Um, they were sitting on the couch watching TV. Of course, I'm a loner, so I kind of just keep to myself. I just said, hey, and while my roommate, of course, was trying to spit game with these girls, obviously because he wanted to smash, I, you know, stayed on the sidelines watching TV with them, and I would occasionally chime in with a snarky comment, you know, obviously being that funny guy, a snarky comment that, you know, pokes fun at my roommate or whatever the fuck happens. People would laugh, he would laugh, then he'd say something back. We'd have some fun. But um, the more I acted as if I didn't need these girls, the more uh, interested they were in me than they were in my roommate who was talking and engaging with them. And that's because to them, it was confusing as to why wasn't I outwardly interested in them. And to me, I didn't even, it wasn't even on purpose. I didn't even do this on purpose. I was just keeping to myself because that's the kind of person I am. I keep to myself. Um, and I didn't realize what was going on until they basically outwardly started flirting more and more. Um, 
And I still didn't realize what was going on until I started reflecting about that day a few days later. And I realized, holy shit, <laughs> I, to them, I was that mysterious bad boy who they couldn't understand. And to them, that was exciting. Back to my main point, um, most women, or at least a lot of women in, a lot of younger women in our modern world, they like it when a guy ignores them and doesn't care about them. And that's because they've been fed this lie through the media they absorb and through all of the, the TV shows they grew up watching about the toxic asshole boy who's so mystifying that the princess has to go with him and change him. You know, these girls, they think they can change a bad boy who doesn't care about them. What, that's, what that does, though, is reward negative behavior, all right? And what that also does is that shows other boys that to get pussy and to get beloved, they need to become the asshole piece of shit. So now all these girls grow up, you know, they go from 17 to 28 and decide, all right, I'm over it. I don't want, um, I don't want bad boys anymore. I want to settle down. But here's the thing. It's too late for that. All the, guy, all the guys that grew up and became bad boys are going to stay bad boys who don't care about them. Now, the guys who became nice guys and stuck around and uh, remained as nice guys went ahead and got good jobs, right? They started taking care of themselves. And by the time they hit 30, 36 or so, they have enough money to not only uh, take care of themselves, but take care of a wife. What those nice guys did is look at those girls who were hoeing around and being passed around by bad boys and decide, I don't want any of those girls. So now they avoid those those girls and, you know, they pick up some nice girl, some random girl that doesn't, you know, uh, engage with uh, mainstream uh, culture. And, of course, is a traditional uh, type of housewife because that's what those kind of guys want. If you're a guy who has money and goes to work every day, you don't want a career woman. You, you want to settle down and have a family. So, of course, you want a housewife. So now all those women who wanted the bad boy start realizing that they wasted their 20s chasing um, the bad boy and getting passed around and decreasing their own value. Uh, because I'm sorry, ladies, your value does come from how much, how many times you've been passed around. Just the same way as a man's value in your eyes comes from how much money he makes. You know, no guy who makes enough money who wants to settle down and, 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 and have a family wants to make a whore the mother to his children. It's just not going to work. It's not going to happen. And once, even if he doesn't know you've been passed around, the second he does find out, his love for you is going to slowly dissipate as the uh, image of multiple guys running through you starts playing and replaying in his head because he'll never be able, be able to get over that. And I mean, just the same way as you're unwilling to marry a man who can't provide for you or can't protect you, like he's not mar he's not willing to marry a woman who is a whore. And don't say it's the same thing as guys... Uh, having sex a lot. It just isn't, all right? Women don't need to do anything to attract a mate. All this idea of women need to wear makeup and wear, uh, you know, scandalous clothing, that is a move pushed by other women. Most men will marry any woman who's willing to um, uh, settle down with them, assuming he finds her relatively attractive. Because, you know, not, not a lot of guys have the luxury to be uh, picky with their partners. It's only, you know, the top 10% of men who are, you know, the uh, most attractive, most wealthy, and most powerful who have the options to go any, meeny, miny, mo. So now the dating pool itself is all fucked up and everybody's options are, you know, less than they were previously, all because of uh, women having this fantasy of seducing and, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, domesticating a bad boy who doesn't take no for an answer. But yeah, enough on that topic. Let's move to something else 
because I'm bored. And let's talk about a 13-year-old boy who finds out his mother has an OnlyFans. So this is posted on Reddit, and it's a story about a 13-year-old boy who is depressed because he's getting bullied um, after his uh, uh, classmates found his mother's OnlyFans. So here, it, here's how it goes. I'm 13 and my mom is 33. Things at school were never great. I'm sort of short, so I get picked on some, but it was manageable. That was until one of my classmates showed me a picture of my mom naked. I almost had a panic attack and I had to be excused from the class. I ended up not showing up to school for a few days, faking sick. I was hoping that things would cool off, but they didn't. As soon as I got to school and almost everyone in my class was staring at me and laughing at me. This has been going on for about a week now. I was wondering how my classmates even got the picture, and apparently my mom advertises her OnlyFans on her personal Twitter account. Some students from my school follow her, so they were able to see her nudes, and they have been spread everywhere. I don't even have a Twitter, so I didn't even know about any of this. The worst part is that when I confronted my mom about this, she told me that I was overreacting and that sex work is basically the same as working at a bank or a grocery store. She also said it makes her feel good about herself and that I should be happy that she's more confident now. I told the principal, but the school can't suspend thousands of students or take anyone's phones. I've been crying in my room every day for the past week. I don't think I can take it anymore. Ladies, if you have an OnlyFans, just know you are a whore. W-H-O-R-E, whore. And if you have OnlyFans while also being a parent of an adolescent child, just know you are literally, literally despicable. The way this mother literally dismissed her child's trauma all because of her own personal desire to feel good about herself. Growing up, I was taught that just because something makes you feel good, doesn't mean it's good. You know, if you're doing something that, although benefits you, but causes uh, trauma or negativity to spread around you, that means that whatever it is you're doing isn't necessarily good at all. It just makes you feel good. And to pursue that would be selfish. Society is so uh, has become so inverted and confused with itself that we've confused the feeling of uh, simply uh, feeling good about ourselves with the idea that whatever it is we're doing is right or necessarily or, or, or is good in general or is objectively good. Just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. All right. If you are a sing if you are a mother, like if you are a mother with uh, obviously multiple children um, or just one in general, you should not be busting it open for random people. You shouldn't be doing that shit anyways. Like, I don't like I don't care what anybody says. I don't respect women who engage in sex work. No, being a sex worker is not at all the same as, you know, working a regular job. The fact that this mother quite literally cannot see the fact that what she's doing is so immorally uh, wicked that she, she she's rejected the pleas of her own child simply because... She feels good about herself. This is where we're headed, people. This is what this hookup culture, this uh, internet porn culture is creating. A dysfunctional society of people who, who only pri prioritize their own feelings um, over the very good of, their, um, of the people they love. No, this isn't the same thing as prioritizing freedom. Because to be free is doing what is right and doing what is good. You know, like if you're if you're not free to do what is good, then you know you're not free at all. People are willing to ignore reality when it's standing in their face.
in order to make themselves or help themselves feel better. This is where we are at. Um, can we stop it? Can we fix it? I don't know. I don't think so. I swear to God, this society is just one big shit show now. I swear to God, this society has just become one giant uh, shit show. But uh, let's move on to something else. Let's talk about the labor shortage. So if you didn't know, we are currently facing a labor shortage. What that means is while we have, while this time period we live in is a great time to, let's say, start a business because, you know, there are different, there are many resources available to you that would aid the process of getting your business off the ground. Most of these, uh, a lot of small businesses in America and around the world, but I'm, I'm mainly focusing on America right now, a lot, of, a lot of small businesses are facing a dilemma of a lack of labor that is available to them. You know, people don't want to work anymore. Speaking from experience, um, I know for a fact in this last year and a half, I have not struggled with getting a job. You know, when I left my other job where I used to sell health insurance, I bounced back between a, a multiple jobs for a while, and it was not hard at all for me to get one. It was very easy because everywhere I went, people were desperate for new hires. They were desperate for people willing to work. But why is this the case? Why are people unwilling to work? Well, one of the biggest reasons was during the lockdown, a lot of people were given the choice to uh, simply um, go on, uh, what's, whatchamacallit, unemployment. Um, and unemployment, while they were on unemployment, they were making more money than they were uh, simply just working. Right there and then, you kill the motivation to get back to work. Because why do people go to work? In the hopes of making more money. But that's not the main problem. That's not the main catalyst. Um, if, you, if you go on social media, all you see are millionaires flexing and showing off their luxurious lifestyles. And as we all know, the gap between the top 1% and the rest of the masses has only been growing. The, the rich has, have only gotten richer, while the poor have gotten poor. Inflation has made the value of the poor man's money uh, decrease tremendously, while the rich man has only gained more dollars while we all struggle. This only creates a feeling of deep-seated uh, despair um, and resentment when people see just how easy the top 1% live while they have to struggle. Why would you endure the hellish lifestyle of a laborer when you know for a fact there are billionaires who are benefiting from your labor while paying you crumbs? Yes, since the 1970s, American wages have only stagnated. But here's the thing, the productivity of the average worker has skyrocketed. There are many more, uh, there are much more resources available to the average worker nowadays that helps them get a lot more work done um, than they were capable of in the 1970s. There is technology that is available to uh, the average worker nowadays that allows us to bypass the barriers of an average worker in the 1970s uh, and, and makes us allows us to be capable of getting much more work done than we were capable of in the 70s. So when you increase the average worker's productivity capabilities, um, what often happens is the employer expects more... Uh, more work from that average worker, meaning that meaning the the employer wants the worker themselves to dedicate more hours of their life to the job. But again, why would I dedicate more of my life to uh, a job that hasn't given me a raise uh, since the 1970s? 
They expect more from you while giving you less. Because remember, the money that we had in the 1970s, remember folks, because of inflation, the value of money has continued to plummet. And when the value of your money decreases, while the cost of living only increases, you will have to put in infinitely more work to just get by. People are seeing the broken system and do not want to contribute. I can't tell you how many times I've looked at an application for a job and saw that, that the job itself, the position itself, has a lot of requirements. You know, they, they require a business degree or whatever educational degree. They require so many years of experience in that field and and so on. Yet that the pay rate for that job, it's let's say 15 to $16 an hour. I'm sorry, corporate America. You're not going to get someone who just dedicated four to six years of his life to college and accrued, let's say, $150,000 in debt, you're not going to get that same person to dedicate his life to you for $16 an hour. Now, I can't put the entire blame for the labor shortage on corporate America's uh, shoulders. It's the government's fault as well. And when I say corporate America, I'm only referring to the elite's levels of corporate America. Small businesses are just as much of a victim of this corruption as the laborers are. But basically, the government and the corporate elites are in bed with one another and are colluding to make the system even more unfair and corrupt so they can, so they can continue to benefit from it more than the people are. Because they need more control. They need more power to satisfy their complete uh, degenerate uh, lusts and desires. We have housing costs that have skyrocketed, health insurance that have skyrocketed. Basically, everything you need to live is increasing in cost. Food costs more. Everything costs more, but our wages have stagnated. No, this can't be solved by a simple raising of minimum wage, unfortunately, because all that it will do will exasperate the problem even more, because again, that's only going to isolate the power in the few hands of the corporate elites, destroying the small businesses that are already struggling in general. Honestly, I would say the solution to the problem would be a complete and utter destruction of the system itself and a rebuilding of it by the people, but that's none of my business, that's revolutionary territory, and I don't want to encourage revolutions, wink wink. Nah, but in all honesty, I don't think a revolution would ever work, because I think this corruption that we're seeing play out is prophetic and necessary uh, in order to bring about the end of days, but that's none of my business, I don't want to spread my personal beliefs onto you, I just know that what we're seeing is not by accident and it is entirely intentional. But that's all I got for you today, folks. Thanks for listening. It's your boy, Victus D. Void. Make sure to check out my book online. It's called Societal Evolution, Journey to the Dollhouse. Stay focused, stay alert, and God bless.